magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 485. Wow, we are inching ever closer to episode 500, which we have uh, all sorts of extremely the, special uh, things uh, planned for. Dig up the corpse of Mike Mead. <laughs> we were actually, Pamela just asked me about Mike Mead the other day. She's like, do you ever talk to him still? And I was like, I don't think I've talked to Mike Mead since 2016. <laughs> like, he like majorly vanished. Like, I don't... He vanished off the face of the earth. Um, which is a bummer. I love Mike Mead. Hope he's doing well. If you re- if you're randomly listening, Mike, uh, hi, how are you? But anyway, um, so I had a. Did you freeze? Or are you just being very still? I'm looking at the secret thing. Oh, um, so I uh, had a weird thing I was going to talk about, um, because uh, just because. Um, so I randomly started a new Twitter account, a brand new Twitter account, a secret uh, alt account, Jared, <laughs> you could say that. Not really though. I like randomly thought of a dumb name and looked at, looked it up and was like, Oh, this isn't taken. So I was like, well, I'm going to just register it with a stupid, you know, throwaway email or whatever. And I've done, I've done nothing with this account or whatever. It was like a, you know, like a dumb flighting thought, fleeting thought, whatever. And, um, signed up for it, registered. It was like, haha, And then like forgot about it. And, but I have the normal Twitter account, like the official Twitter app, um, logged into my phone. Right. And so, um, but I use Tweetbot, but the other one is there and it also sends me notifications for various things, um, through the official Twitter app or whatever. And so this brand new account signed it up, don't follow anybody, don't have any followers, never tweeted, never filled out the profile, never did anything. And this was like a month ago. And so every like every day or maybe every other day, the Twitter app now sends me notifications of recommended tweets oh, and yeah, recommended yeah. follows get to turn for this brand off. new account. What's that? You get to turn all that shit off. Well, I didn't because like I said, it was just like a dumb thing. Signed up for the account, forgot about it, don't care. But now I'm getting all these push notifications from Twitter that are like, we really think you should follow this account. And every single one of them is like extreme right-wing people on Twitter. Or hmm. like the most recent one I got is the NRA. They want me to follow the NRA. Well, I mean, what do you expect tweet. when your username is MAGABRO420? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that. It's like, uh, it's like. It's just weird because how many other people are in that sort of situation where it's like, oh, this Twitter thing, let me sign up. I've heard so much about it and just sign up and they don't really do much with it, but then are constantly getting a barrage of recommendations of following like these truly, truly shitty people Yeah. Um, I mean, with just, all these like. <clears throat> that's like the YouTube um, algorithm though. Yeah. I mean, like if no, you. No, absolutely. It's a fun experiment. I don't know if it's as bad now as it used to be, but like you could watch a YouTube video yeah. and just, it would just keep playing, you know, and you come back like an hour later and you'd be watching like some nine eleven truther junk. video. 
Yeah, no, totally. Uh, but it's just wild because so now I'm like, I haven't turned it all off because I keep being curious of like, what's it going to recommend me next? And then the other thing is every single time it recommends me something like that, I click on the notification, take, let it take me to the app and then just block that person. Right. And thinking, I'm thinking like maybe I'll train this thing to stop recommending me people that I just continuously block has not worked yet. I've blocked like a dozen different people and it keeps recommending me like the same style stuff. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just weird to me and it kind of grosses me out and makes me think that, uh, there's probably a lot of people out there that are just like very casually got interested in Twitter for whatever reason and now are just being bombarded with these weird recommendations and how many of them like look into them deeper and like, Oh, you know, nine 11 might've been an inside job. This guy makes yeah. a lot of great points or whatever. Well, that's how uh, like all that QAnon stuff snowballed so far. Out I of control. know. Like it's, it's crazy because like, um, I've, I've had this conversation with like very, what I consider to be very like normal, not online people that I'll see posting, mm-hmm. you know, like the various like hashtags, you know, like the hashtag save yeah. the children or whatever. Yeah. And, um, I'll be like, Hey, do you know like where that from is where that's from or whatever? And they're like, no, but mm-hmm. you know, like I I'm against child sex trafficking, aren't you? And it's like, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess. And then, you know, like fast forward a week and it's like, Oh my God, Wayfair is selling, kids in these crates and that's why these (laughs) cabinets cost twenty thousand dollars and it's like oh my god like this is how it starts it's crazy it's crazy watching it happen like unfold in real time with people that are not online people it's really a mess that's not gonna get fixed anytime soon unless i the only thing i can think would fix it is like serious government regulation or something like that because every company like that facebook twitter whatever is so hyper focused on growth at any cost that um they don't really care about this if you're if they're recommending you stuff that just turns your brain to mush and it's, it's just all, like a bunch of, all about engagement you know and like like keeping yeah. people angry is how you keep them engaged so yeah and that's said too there's tons of studies about that sort of thing that the uh the crazy misinformation like the wilder it is and not even like a a, a right wing left wing type thing it's really the extremes of both sides are the most engaging for people online or whatever and like you know, I definitely have family members that are like take Facebook group posts as like gospel mm-hmm. and news or whatever. You know, which yeah, is it's just crazy. crazy. Um, really so it's really sad. We live in hell world and it's not getting better anytime soon. Yeah. A really good friend of mine's sister has been like completely radicalized by Facebook memes. Really? Like to the extent that it's just like insane. Like any, any crazy thing you come up with on the internet, she believes like QAnon stuff, yeah. uh, vaccine stuff. Yeah. Um, you name it. Yeah. It's, uh, and she started as a normal person like a year ago. Yeah. And now yeah. has like half of her family blocked and like all this, like that's the crazy <laughs> thing of it all. It's like, maybe one thing if this was just like, it stayed on the internet. Right. But it like filters out yeah. into the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Very insane. So, uh, if you are a listener, that's crazy conspiracy theorist person, uh, Sorry. <laughs> sorry. We, I can sorry appreciate we're talking about conspiracy your lifestyle. Theory. I mean, hey, me too. It always makes me think, though, like when I was a kid growing up, uh, me and my stepbrother would always laugh at the Weekly World News. And it was like a newspaper in the grocery store, like right before the checkout, that was always like, Bat Boy found and Bat Boy's doing this. And then like a week later, it'd be like, Bat Boy's getting married. Yeah, and then it'd be like, that. Bat Boy's running for president. Or like, you know, aliens found and blah, blah, blah. And, um, it was almost like it was so 
absurd that you knew, like nobody really believes that stuff, right? You just read it almost for fun or to laugh at how like silly and absurd it is. And a lot of this stuff that gets passed around that like people take very seriously reminds me of like something you would see oh, in the yeah. weekly world news. Like Biden is a body double and his brain is being held in a lab somewhere, you know, whatever. And you're just like, oh, my God, that's so silly. There's no way anybody believes that stuff. But then people believe that stuff. Yeah, so. it's concerning. I um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, another thing I think about, too, is like I have this like neighborhood group, like the, our next door equivalent, where people are just like yeah. complete fucking morons of the highest order. <laughs> And it's like, it makes me wonder if people have gotten stupider or if my neighbors were just always complete idiots and I just like wasn't aware of it. I think it's a little column A, little column B. Yeah, maybe. Bummer. Yeah. It is what it is. It I is. We live in hell, so. <laughs> we live in hell. Um, anyway, let's launch into actual gaming discussion. I guess that makes sense to do. Speaking of hell, Nintendo and. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this was announced this week. Um, Nintendo and Niantic, who make Pokemon Go, um, announced that they basically got multiple additional collaborations in the works. Um, Niantic's going to be making more, uh, I assume, all Pokemon Go-like games for different Nintendo properties. The first one that's been announced is Pikmin, which um, that's I can see this working. I feel like you definitely don't have the the, the name recognition of Pokemon, but... Um, the whole deal with Pikmin, I feel like works really well in this context of being like a walk around and gather your Pikmin together and make them go to the park and do something. And I don't know, yeah. raid with other people or something. Um, it's kind of cool. I, I haven't played Pikmin since the original, uh, but I really liked it back in the day. And I've always like wanted to try some of the, the, I guess there's only what one or two sequels or something like that. I think there's just um, one, isn't there? I don't know. I, yeah, I played I the first Pikmin, one and, it didn't Pikmin, do a ton for me. Oh, no. Pikmin 3 Deluxe came out on the Switch. And I think that was... Uh, was that a Wii U game, maybe? That sounds kind of like... It was probably a Wii U game. but And then I think... I want to say they have another one in the works, like a Pikmin 4, but I don't know. But anyway, yeah, only ever played the original, but did like it. And thought it was like a very unique kind of game. So, um, be kind of interesting to see what comes of this, I guess. Can they Pokemon Goify Pikmin or not? Uh, stay tuned. We'll find out. No, uh, I don't know on. how this is going to work out. Cause I feel like the, um, like the, the reason that, um, Pokemon go kind of exploded is just kind of like everyone knows Pokemon, right? Yeah. Right. Does, do people know Pikmin? I would say absolutely not, not to the level of, and, and to a certain extent, you could say the same thing about like Minecraft. Like even if you're just not into video games, not into anything, chances are you know what a Pokemon is. You've heard that before in the last 25 years. Um, and kind of the same with Minecraft. Like, you've you've heard of yeah. Minecraft at one point in your life. Yeah, see, like, to me, if, like, Minecraft Earth failed, like, how can a Pikmin yeah. Pokemon Go-like succeed, you know? I don't know. Even with Nintendo pushing the hell out of it, I don't think you could. You just don't have that mainstream household name. Um, so it's interesting. I don't know. But then... Some of the other Nintendo properties, maybe, maybe something like Metroid or something, or obviously Mario is household name. So I don't know, but I don't see them going that direction with like a Mario and Metroid. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. 
who knows? Uh, maybe they could do something with Animal Crossing. There was like a location-based Animal Crossing stuff that might actually work. I feel like that kind of. Maybe broke they already have. Like, the, why would they want to split Animal Crossing on mobile yeah. from uh, Pocket Camp or whatever it is? I kind of agree, though. So, uh, this is supposed to launch this year sometime, and then you can pre-register on the official website or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, curious to see how that turns out. New Pikmin AR game from the Pokemon Go people. Um, so we talked about this previously, but uh, this week it actually is out now. Hearthstone's big update that has the classic format, um, which is basically going back to the original format of the game with all the original cards and stuff like that. Basically old school WoW, but for Hearthstone. <laughs> and um, yeah, out now. I don't know. Maybe this is the time for me to finally try Hearthstone and get into Hearthstone because mm-hmm. I've tried multiple times over the years and always felt like, I was just too out of the loop. It was too late for me. You know yeah. what I mean? So maybe you know this is the second chance. Are they going to add more cards to classic or is it just like, all right, this I, is just only the original shit. Yeah. I think for right now, it's just like a special mode. That's like classic only. And that's mm-hmm. the way that's modes going to be, but then they're going to continue adding stuff to like the, the rest of the game. So um, I don't know if the, the classic will also eventually evolve in some ways, or if it will just always remain classic for those like purist types or whatever, but kind of um, cool. They're doing this in wild classic They're Um, I don't know when this is happening, but there's, they're rolling out, uh, the burning crusade expansion. And so like that was like the game an expansion that already came out. Right. So they're just basically yeah. repeating the progression. Yeah. That's strange to me. I guess it makes sense, but I guess it also is, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> some of those expansions were a ton of fun. I mean, like the uh, yep. the one after the Burning Crusade, Frozen Throne. I fucking loved that expansion. I had so mm-hmm. much fun playing that. Um, yeah, but different time in my life where I had an insane amount of free time I, to do basically nothing. So I miss those days. MMOs are good <laughs> for that kind of stuff. Having free time. But anyway, if you like Hearthstone, check out the classic format. It's out now. If you never played Hearthstone, maybe now is the time to try it. You can try the vanilla Hearthstone experience all over again. Pretty cool. Um, Final Fantasy XI, which was announced six years ago, uh, has officially been canceled. Didn't we play uh, this at E3? Like, or am I crazy? I want to say yes. They had it like running on iPads at a Square Enix booth or something like that. But um, I can't really say for sure. I don't really remember. I feel uh, like but we, I do remember. I feel like this was what? like one of those things where it was just like an iPad in the corner that no one cared about that had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it. you might be right, but um, I don't know. They, 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 they're all so similar that it's. I, I'm not super into like the modern Final Fantasy games, so. No. Yeah, I know. Me neither. Um, but anyway, they uh, had partnered up with Nexon to do this, and uh, apparently, the reason they've officially canceled it is that they found that the game did not meet their quality standards After from a creative six years. Yikes. I guess. I don't know. It's they're rebuilding the whole game in unreal engine or something like that. So it's like, that's, Oh man, I can't even imagine how much money they spent on this just to end up canceling it. But I uh, mean, the MMO was not good. When yeah. It came out. Like yeah, I, yeah. my friends and I like tried to play it and it was yeah. like the mistake that they made with, um, the MMO, uh, is that, and I believe this is Final Fantasy XI. It was one of the Final Fantasy MMOs, but like, so it had launched in Japan, like, I don't know, prior, I don't, I don't know how long it came out before yeah. the United States or worldwide release or whatever. 
But um, the problem was like they there wasn't regional servers, mm-hmm. so like you like there's there's something to like an MMO launch and like people that played MMOs would know this. There's this like whole like oh my god like we're all in this like new world together. We're all like level one yeah. or low level like and a there's cool like, shared experience. Yeah, and there's like being on there's something to being on the curve of people leveling up. Like you eventually just kind of like settle into like, you know, there'd be like very hardcore people level up really fast. And then like, yeah, not so hardcore with people that level up, you know? <laughs> and then the first time you saw like p- people that were hardcore players, like walking around in like cool gear or, you know, with the neat yeah. item you hadn't seen before, like a few months into the game, you're like, Oh my God, that's really, uh, I don't know even know what that thing is, but it looks cool. Yeah. Um, but the problem with, with this game was it was like, because they had the shared servers, it was like that already happened. So you logged in and oh. it would it was like a mature MMO with like an existing like player yeah. economy and auction system and you know like people that had already done like all the end game content and oh, that's it just a kind of felt like it was like, oh well this isn't like a new fun thing at all. It's like I'm getting shuffled in amongst these like old school players that don't even speak English. So it's like Right. Right. They're basically just like non player characters to me because I don't know what they're saying. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a bummer. But um, I also wonder, given how much or how little info there was on this thing that just trickled out every year or two, um, I wonder, too, like how much were they really working on it or how serious of a project was it really? And did they finally just decide to come out and say, it's over? I wonder if Uh, they were developing it. Like when it started, you probably could have made an argument of like, oh, well, let's just do $10 a month subscription like a normal MMO, yeah. right? And not change the game a whole yeah. lot. And then like, yeah. I wonder if over time it became more and more clear that like it needed to be its own. Like, like free, free to, or something. Well, yeah, or a free to play experience. And it's like, all right, oh, well, right, how do we like not only remake the game, but also like revamp the entire like economy yeah. experience to be a free to play thing. And I could see that yeah. being like the fuck it. Like, let's not even bother with this. It's stupid. That actually makes a lot of sense. That seems very likely. But, um, so sorry if you were hardcore looking forward to this. Uh, the dream is dead. Final Fantasy Eleven rip. Mobile now canceled. Rest so. in peace, Final Fantasy Eleven. You will not be rip missed. in peace. Well, you might be missed. Uh, it might have been cool. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, this week, uh, some more Fantasian news. We talked about this last week or the week before. I forget. Um, this is Miss Walker's big Apple Arcade title that's been kind of like a showpiece title for the service ever since it was announced. And yeah. uh, it is the uh, creator of Final Fantasy's um, studio that's making this, Mistwalker. So um, kind of like a big prominent name, kind of like one of those games that um, people well outside the mobile realm are keeping their eyes on. And uh, so the last time we talked about it, they had just released two new trailers for it, and it looks really awesome. Like, this is not... I'm not a big RPG guy. I don't really care about Final Fantasy all that much or whatever, but I really like the way this game looks in its yeah, trailer. It's visually distinctive. And, uh, it's cool. Yeah, I feel like it's a uh, potential to be like a system seller for Apple Arcade in a lot of ways. Like if this is the only place you can play it, which I have a hard time believing is going to be the case, at least for a while, maybe it's Apple exclusive. But um, I can see a lot of people at the very least doing a trial um, that they haven't done yet just to to try this out or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm going to laugh so hard if Mistwalker is like a two hour Apple Arcade exclusive and it's like, oh, it's out on the Switch. Well, the, so that's the, the news that came out this week is that um, Fantasian is going to be a two part game. And so the initial release is going to come out really soon. And according to the iTunes link 
um, metadata, which is not always super accurate. Um, it's going to be coming out. I think it said April 16th is the latest date that shows on the, on the iTunes link. Um, but then again, I, those change kind of frequently and aren't always accurate, but it kind of would make sense, um, to, to launch part one then. And then they say part two will be released later this year. Um, and they say both parts are going to be, um, like 20 to 30 hours each, Hmm. which, um, that's a pretty beefy mobile game. Um, and so if you're looking at it, my, my guess is like, and they did this actually, um, with uh, the Shantae game that's on Apple Arcade. It launched on Apple Arcade exclusively, but it was like a part one. And then when part two came out, it coincided with it launching on all the other platforms. And so my guess here is like launch part one, Apple Arcade exclusive. Later in the year, when the whole the rest of the game comes out, that's when you're going to see it go to Steam and uh, consoles and, and whatever. Because I just have such a hard time imagining that this is going to stay Apple exclusive. But if it's a good six months of exclusivity, then that Apple can kind of hang their hat on that and be like, look what we have. So would make sense all around. I would be very, very surprised if this continues to be Apple or arcade only. Um, but kind of cool. I'm looking forward to playing it. I hope it does come out April 16th. That's not too far away. And uh, I will check it out. Give it the old college try. Yeah. Uh, cool. But yeah, if you haven't watched the Fantasian trailers that came out a couple weeks ago, be sure to do that because they look really cool. Um, this news, by the way, came uh, from a preview that Famitsu did um, that uh, kind of gleaned some extra info by doing a Google Translate on it. It's all in Japanese, but um, they also talked about like the mini map system and uh, a couple of other mostly story info based around how the story works and who the characters are and stuff like that, which... Uh, Sounds pretty typical Final Fantasy type stuff. Lone Hero Save the World type stuff. So, but anyway. I would be shocked if it was anything that deviated from that. I know. Um, but anyway, Fantasian looks really cool. Hopefully it comes out next month. We'll see. Um, so this was a new game that was announced uh, called Machinica Museum. And I posted about it because the trailer looks really cool. It's very The Room-like. I don't know if you checked out this trailer yet. But um, basically the premise is that you work for a museum as like the um, like lab guy, not lab, but you know what I mean? Like the person that takes in the artifacts and gussies them up or whatever and gets them ready to go be placed, you know, in the museum on display. Um, Fun fact, uh, Brad Nicholson actually went to school as part uh, to be like an archivist. Allegedly. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I guess it, it would be like a similar sort of thing, like preserving, um, you know, items and stuff like that. Um, and so anyway, you get sent a whole bunch of new items and um, they're all like these really weird things. And what it turns out to be is that they're all like this alien technology. And so you kind of like each one is its own little puzzle box type thing that kind of you have to figure out and then it unlocks and kind of leads you deeper into the story or whatever, into this whole big intergalactic, you know, whatever. Um, looks really cool though. The trailer looks cool. All the different like puzzle box objects look really neat. And, uh, just like the room, it's all super detailed and stuff. And, um, that's something I always liked about the room is like it's big puzzle boxes 
seemed believable, even though they like technically were like impossible to be like a real life thing, but they felt like they could be. They almost had like a logic. Yeah, there there was like just enough, um, just enough kind of like steampunky gear work stuff that it felt yeah. believable. And then when they like <laughs> added like the more mystical stuff, it wasn't like overboard. Most of the yeah, the, the yeah, later exactly. games a little bit more, but not so much. Like yeah. the, the first one's really good with that. Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, I get kind of that same vibe from from this game um, that like it's almost like believable is like alien tech. <laughs> but uh, trailer looks really good. Um, this one is just launched on PC. Um, so you can buy it on PC right now if you want. But then it'll be coming to iOS and Android on April 20th. And uh, you can pre-order on either store right now. Um, but looks really cool. Called Machinica Museum. Looking forward to checking that one out. April 20th on mobile. Um, so this was a really cool new game that's coming out um, by the guy that made uh, Barbarian. Bar- Barbar- Barbarian. Di- Barbarian is different than Barbarian. Yeah, I always get those two confused. Barbarian is like the beat em up with like bears, and it's like a yeah. big pun on, on bears or whatever. Barbarian is a similar game where you're a bard. But anyway, um, that's on gameplay, right? Barbarian? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, Barbarian, um, the guy that made that game, has announced this game. It's kind of a funny story. I guess he's had friends. For a long time, they know he made a mobile game and um, were like, oh, you should make, make a match three. <laughs> like, it's just here's some advice. Make a match three for mobile. Yeah. And, uh, Good advice. So like, no, thanks. Um, and so eventually he was like, you know what? I will make a match three. But he um, does this really interesting thing with it where it's actually a narrative game and it's about people who play a match three daily and kind of like how that helps them cope with like the weird stuff going on in their lives. Hmm. And so the game itself is almost like a found phone type game or, or whatever. It's like a narrative where you're, you know, directly kind of like role playing as the characters, but you're also like playing this match three game or whatever. And somehow this is all linked into the, the different characters lives. And uh, is like a, 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 a big part of it, I guess. They play every day or whatever. Um, kind of an interesting idea. It's a premium game, so it's not definitely not uh, your average free-to-play match three or anything like that. But the whole narrative idea and flipping it on its head to kind of like make the match three actually like a part of a grander narrative structure, um, I thought was really cool. So uh, the trailer looks cool. April 14th. It's going to be five bucks and it will also be on um, Steam, Steam and iOS. And you can pre order it if you want to, but uh, it's called Day Repeat Day. That's the name of the game. I forgot to I mention it. But... I, I like the kind of meta element to that. That seems neat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what uh, struck me as cool about it. So, anyway, Day Repeat Day, pre order it now or look for it on April 14th. From the Barbarian guy. Um, so we talked about this briefly earlier, but Magic the Gathering Arena. Yeah, finally available. Phone right now. Playing it. What do you think? Uh, I literally just finished downloading it. It had this huge download and all this yeah. other dumb bullshit that. So. It's Magic a... the Gathering Arena featuring dumb bullshit. Well, no, uh, you know what I mean? Where it's like you download a game. No, you're I like, know. all right, yeah, cool. Let's check it out. And it's like, oh, hey, idiot. Download a game of shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I hate that stuff, but I kind of get it also. So Yeah. No, that's that's how the other secret game that uh, is coming out soon is too. Huge yeah. download after you download it. So I'm not surprised at all. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't fiddled with this yet, but I was looking forward to it as a person that played Magic very lightly and casually like 20 years ago. Yeah, a lot of um, my friends were excited about this because, like, man, um, pretty much everyone that I used to play Magic with, like every single week, has gotten old, busy, married, yeah, you know, with kids, yeah. and the idea of man, we used to spend so much money on cards, it was ridiculous. Like the idea right. of doing that now is like, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. but this is just free to play and it's basically the same thing. And, you know, um, yeah, it, um, matches all the cards that are in the physical game or whatever. And then the, the new expansions that release oh, in is real it all life the cards for sure. Yeah, I believe so. And, uh, the new expansions that come out in the physical game also come out at the same time in arena, which is the way I understand it because a big new expansion just launched alongside this game. And then there's another one coming, um, April 14th or 15th or something like that. So another big expansion will come out next week. It'll be in arena and it will be the physical game. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I would love a, I only ever really played magic cause I had like, uh, my really good friend that we would hang out like every day all played it. And so we would play it a little bit and he taught me how to play and all that stuff. And I was never good, but I did like have a little collection of cards and stuff like that. And, um, I always thought it was fun once you learn what the hell you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a hard game to kind of keep track of or whatever. So something that I can play without having to fiddle with cards and stuff, things pull my phone out and kind of play, uh, might actually get me back into it. I don't know. Well, so the so. interesting thing about this is um, when because they've done a lot of different digital iterations of Magic over the years, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember like all my interactions with Wizards of the Coast being like, you know, like what really bums me out about all these is that it's like when you buy cards, like, like I hate the idea of like having multiple collections of everything. Right. Like, so if I wanted right. to play, if I really wanted like the full magic experience, I would own physical cards to play yeah. a physical game. I would have yeah. cards on magic online yeah. and then whatever I have in my magic arena account, even though they're yeah. the same card sets and everything else, I would need to own them three times. Yeah. Whereas, um, and before that was like an unsolvable problem. It was like, well, I mean, how do you really like prove that you bought these cards or right. whatever else? Like, cause, cause my thing was like, I think you should get the digital version if you have, if you have the physical version. Right. Yeah. Um, and, but, but now, you know, like that is potentially a pretty good use of blockchain technology because like, right. so, um, I don't know if you're into sports cards at all, but what they've, what they've started doing is, um, they have blockchain cards now. Where oh. you'll just get like a, like it just has like a QR code on it or whatever. And that's like yeah. the thing that you get to like transfer that card into your digital wallet. Interesting. And so in theory, you could do a similar thing with, with magic cards where it's like the one like promo card that comes in every pack is like, you know, has that QR code on it. And then you can like scan that QR cause they know they presumably know what's in every pack. So you would like yeah. add that QR code to your account and then you have the physical version and like yeah. the blockchain digital version that you would have like proof right. of ownership of. Huh. Which, huh. I don't know. I mean, they'll never do it, but it would be cool. That, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it, that's, that'll be part of our dystopian future where everything is ruled on the blockchain. But yeah, um, I mean, it's like an actual, like good use of that technology, you know? Right. Well, it makes sense too. Like um, what you're saying, like 
I don't want to buy like the same crap, like, or, or even just to, to be managing three different like sets of things, it would be annoying or whatever. Um, it should all just kind of be like seamless, um, to get people really into it or whatever. Otherwise it's just, you're creating a barrier of entry, which is never good. So anyway, uh, magic, the gathering arena, it's out, it's free. It's on iOS and Android. It has cross play support with, uh, the mobile and the PC versions, that was the surprising um, part to me. It was that it's completely cross play. Do you know if you log in on your account if you're if it's shared like Hearthstone too, where it's like all your cards are everywhere? I think so, but I don't know. But you have like a Wizards account, right? Does it have um, stuff yeah. on it from like they had me create one for the game? So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how that works, but uh, I never really I, fiddled I wanna... around with the PC version because they kept saying like, "Oh, mobile's coming soon. Yeah. Mobile's coming soon." I was just like, "All right, well, I know. Just wait for that." Yeah. Three years later, here it is. Um, but anyway, worth checking out. It's free if you ever wanted to fiddle with some magic, the gathering. Um, <clears throat> so this was a cool announcement this week. Uh, Rocket League Sideswipe is a new reimagined take on the regular Rocket League built specifically for mobile, and it's going to be launching this year. Um, I feel like ever since Rocket League became a thing, people have been like thinking it's going to come to mobile. And there's been countless like knockoffs um some of them very good some of them just like inspired like doing the car soccer thing but in a different way cake even has like a really good one yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i don't remember what it's called but i think the the name motorball i think is the name but um yeah same thing that was like a top down like like uh rocket league which that works well on mobile it needs to be but it doesn't it doesn't have to be simplified like so there's been some knockoffs too that were just full blown mm-hmm. created in unity you know uh fully 3D versions of of basically what rocket league is but as with most most of the cases of of a game that gets kind of like cloned or whatever um always missing like the special sauce that makes the real thing more right. fun you right. know what i mean it's right. like okay you have cars you drive them around you play 3d soccer like whatever but it just never really none of them ever really felt like fun um but uh so yeah so for it's it's certainly like technically possible to get rocket league running on mobile and so it's understandable that for a long time a lot of people were expecting it to launch on mobile because it just seems like it would be a good fit especially that it went free to play last well, year it's also too. like not that complicated of a game to no. control you yeah know? it's like a <laughs> driving game which there's a million right. really good driving games on mobile maybe a little yeah. more, more complicated thing. than that but still like not crazy right yeah no i agree um however psionics has gone uh the developer of rocket league has gone a different route they've actually created a new game that's kind of a spin-off that has been built from the ground up for mobile um changes include the entire game is viewed from like a side view and so in that sense there's no 3d space it kind of all takes place on a single plane which um sounds bad but then you watch the trailer and you're like that actually seems like it would work fine mm-hmm. um it's almost like a really fancy version of pong because you're trying to get your ball in the goal in the same sort of you know single plane or whatever but you're able to rock it around in your car um and then they uh also are keeping matches to two minutes and they'll be 1v1 or 2v2 um, which I think is probably a good idea because you don't want to be stuck playing like a 45 minute rocket league match or right, something like yeah. that. Um, so that's kind of cool. Like some quick hitting and, uh, simplified. They've also come up, which what they say, we haven't seen it yet, but they say is a, uh, a new intuitive 
touchscreen control system. So I'm not expecting like virtual buttons. I'm expecting it'll be uh, more simplified than that. But um, looks really cool. I, I if you told me all that stuff on paper, I'd be like, that sounds lame. But then you watch the trailer and you're like, this looks awesome. So um, the other big thing that's a big part of Rocket League is customization and unlocking items for your car to trick it out. God, and there's stuff. so much stuff they uh, added to that dumb game. Yeah. And uh, that's something that's also going to carry over to this. It's going to have a ton of customization stuff. So anyway, looks really cool. I'm psyched about this. Rocket League Sideswipe is the name. Um, it's going to be coming, <coughs> excuse me, I think this year. It soft launched in Australia and New Zealand on um, Google Play only right now as part of an alpha test. So if you're in those locations and you have the Android um, you can check this out, but it is time limited. So I don't know how long it's going to be going for, but they do mention they're going to be doing further, um, tests in additional regions and stuff like that. So keep an eye out. It'll, uh, probably take most of this year for them to do soft launchy type stuff, I would imagine, but looks really cool. If you haven't watched the trailer yet, I think it'll sell you on a mobilized version of rocket league. And then, uh, more final fantasy news this week. Um, kind of out of nowhere, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered came out on iOS and Android. This is like the big one um, that everyone was like, because they skipped uh, to nine, right? And everyone was like, oh. Yeah, but, this but, is the the one that has not been available on mobile. Um, kind of completes the set finally. You can have one through nine all on mobile. Um, all fairly good versions, too. Um, but this was uh, eight Remastered, which I want to say it just came out the remastered version just came out on um, like consoles and PCs and stuff in the last year or two. And so people have been wanting Final Fantasy VIII on mobile ever since forever, even before there was a remastered version. And so I would say um, maybe the wait was worth it because you're getting the remastered version as opposed to just like a straight port of the PlayStation version or whatever. Wasn't but there like some weird stuff with this where they like lost the source or is that just like a weird internet rumor? No, I actually think there's something to that. Sean would be the guy to answer that question, but I do think there was something or it was some weird thing with tra- translations or something like that. There was there was like a big like uh, a barrier to being able to bring this over as easily as the other games. But um unfortunately, I haven't played this one myself and I never played the original, so, you know, but I have heard that this is very much a Final Fantasy 7 situation where it's just like the game in like a an emulator wrapper with virtual buttons kind of slapped on. And um, that's kind of a shame. I mean, it'll probably play fine and it probably is fine. But then if you play like Final Fantasy IX, which is like almost feels made for touchscreen, um, you kind of get bummed out that they didn't put in that same sort of effort for this port or the Final Fantasy VII port for that matter. Um, But anyway, having a game like this on your phone is pretty cool yeah this game is um, good I, I enjoyed the gunblade mechanic was neat and um mm-hmm. you know it was, it was fun yeah uh i would just it would just drive me nuts if i was a final fantasy final fantasy fan and had all of them and just had that gap with eight not there mm-hmm. um there's already people like sharing screenshots of their folder because it holds nine icons yeah, yeah. you have like a final fantasy folder that's just got to feel good um also worth noting is that this is on sale until April 4th. It's a launch discount. It's $16.99 on sale. Its normal price will be $20.99. So if you want to save five bucks, buy it before April 4th. Um, but pretty cool that they finally brought this out on mobile. 
And last but not least, um, Playdigis has released these new developer diary videos for the upcoming mobile port of Northgard. And um, I really like stuff like this, especially like a company like Playdigis, who's brought Playdigius, I don't know how you pronounce that, um, who's brought a bunch of really popular PC and console games to mobile, um, always puts in like some some care and love yeah. to the experience. It's not just like a straight port or anything like that. Yeah, and I always thought that was really, really good work. Since yeah. Been around. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Looking at something like dead cells, which you would never think could work on mobile. And they mm -hmm. came up with some really cool ideas and, and made it all work really well, even on the touchscreen. Um, so North guard, similar sort of thing. Um, it's a full blown like PC real time strategy game designed for being played with a mouse and keyboard. Um, and so that, on the surface, it always sounds like um, things like that should translate well to the touchscreen because your finger can just be a mouse cursor, right? But that's not really the case. And especially with a real-time strategy game, this is like an interface-heavy genre. And so you have menus and, and lots of times lots of on-screen icons and lots of like maybe complicated keyboard controls to do the myriad of things you want to do in an RTS. So... Um, it's definitely not as simple as just bringing it to the touchscreen and calling it right. a day. Um, and so these these little dev diaries, there's three of them. Um, they're really cool. They're all like two and a half minutes each. They're really brief. Um, and they're actually um, in, I think the, uh, these are both French teams that made this. So I think they're in French, but they are not in English. They're dubbed. But um, I just like for how quick they are, they pack a lot of cool info into like the uh, process behind you know, what they have to go through to bring a game like this to the touchscreen and the things they have to think about. And um, I just find this stuff really interesting. But um, it sounds like they've really put a lot of work into making it feel very native to the touchscreen and work really well and not overly complicated. Um, and so hopefully it'll truly be feel like a mobile native version instead of like you're trying to play a PC game with your finger. Yeah. Um, but anyway, these are super worth checking out. Like I said, they're two and a half minutes each, so you can just blaze through all three of them really quickly. But I think they are quite interesting and worth your time. Otherwise, if you are uh, like strategy games, then you should have Northgard on your radar. Um, coming out on April 13th, I think. And um, you can actually get it for 10% off if you pre-order it right now. Eight bucks instead of nine um, so and then there will be a bunch of DLC packs, just like the uh, PC version, too. Uh, fun fact, my Dark Age Camelot guild name was Northgard. Oh, really? Mm hmm. Hmm. Mm. How about that? You not should bring that, it back. Not that fun of a fact. I don't think Dark Age Camelot's around anymore. It's a really good name. I don't know. I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a big strategy game person, but this one sounds pretty cool. It's got a lot of... Uh, positive reception on the pc version so excited to check that out april 13th magic arena is pretty good i'm playing this yeah fiddling with it this whole time i uh between this and the secret game i am gonna have a lot to do on my phone. yeah the secret game that's not that secret because it's been in soft launch for like months and months and maybe even years and yeah makes talking about it that seems really dumb that it should have some sort of embargo restriction stuff but anyway i guess we'll talk about it I'll next be, week i'll be nice about it i don't really care yeah <laughs> um uh 
that's all the newsy stuff I had to talk about. But I did just remember um, we actually got an email this week, so I was going to read. Where is my folder? Okay, so this is from Tom, who says, "Hi, longtime listener, around ten years, and been a Patreon supporter since the beginning." Tom, thank you very much. Also, still blows my mind when people are like, "I've been listening to you for ten years." That. I still doesn't compute. I don't know. I don't, that's amazing to me. So thank you. Um, he says, really love having the slinky noise back. Thanks for finding oh, yeah. it. Live. The mini slinky is no substitute. Where is my mini slinky? Yeah, that my mini slinky wants to have a word with you. you just that's that a very away. good slinky noise. Um, <clears throat> just want to say that despite being a Patreon supporter, I've never watched any of the videos. I like to just listen to you guys. Unfortunately, it means that I miss out on the extra chat that happens before the episode. Is there any way of having a password-protected version of the podcast with the extra waffle? I know I'm asking a lot for my own convenience when I could just dim the screen and play the video without watching, but it would be great to have your podcast with the extra stuff just automatically show up in my podcast app. Anyway, regardless whether that happens, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you very much for sending in an email, Tom. And you are not the first person to ask for that, actually. Um, had a, yeah, I just a handful of people... You can strip MP3s out of you. Like, there's a bunch of YouTube MP3 downloaders. So there is, and in fact, I tr- the last time somebody asked about this, I was going to do that, and then on the, um, I think it would be well, I'd have to look into it. I think it would be tricky to do a separate feed, although that's probably possible. Um, but I was going to just post the MP3 file on the Patreon page you can or just whatever. Upload so, the MP3. Yeah, but I don't. So, I don't know beyond that. But anyway, um. Yeah, the strippers the um, that will strip audio out of a video, um, I think our, our podcasts are too long for any of the ones that try to work online because I've tried to do it before and it just never I, mean, I feel like there's got to be a works. good way to do it. I've, I've tried. I will try again. I wish... Um, I wish it was easier. Eli's whole capture and recording like setup is complicated in a way that you would think it would be just easy to pull an mp3 file out of, of just the audio or whatever but it's not quite that easy there's um, got to be an easy way to do it though I would yeah I, i'll i'll look into it again i looked into it before and kind of came up stumped um but uh i'll try it again and um i hear you on that one you're you're missing some good stuff on those oh, pre-shows yeah, let, let me, me tell you, tell you. Some... <laughs> yeah 30 minutes of me describing candy and eli Describing how gross moon pies are, but um, oh, yeah. Which I thank you for bringing that up. That moon pie, I had it on my desk, and I was like, "Why the hell? I have like fruit flies here. What the hell's going on here?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, this stupid moon pie!" Did it just sit? Did it just sit there with a bite taken out of it? On yeah, top of there's desk? just like a piece of paper oh, yeah. on top of it, so I didn't even see it. I never eat food <laughs> at my desk, you know, so I didn't even like consider that's that so, there was something there. That's really gross. Uh, moon pies are awful. Um, but anyway, yeah. Thank you for the request, and it is noted. I will see what we can do. I do think that would be nice because, uh, you know, especially if you're a Patreon supporter, I get not wanting to um, or not being able to always watch the video stuff. And the, tr- um, the trick kind of is the the podcast audio files uh, is like the uh, the um, audio is all leveled and everything else, so everything sounds good. Uh, the video is kind of hit or miss on that so yeah um, yeah because there's a lot of moving parts for the video stuff whereas like the audio i can like 
adjust everything and right um so that's kind of the other caveat but mm. whatever mm. Mm. well i will look into it again because it's being brought up and um i would like to make at least those handful of people that have asked happy so we'll see yeah. anyway uh yeah if anyone else wants to send us an email for any reason, whether it's a request or just to say hi, podcast at touchercade.com, I feel like I haven't pimped the email address in a while. And uh, we really like getting emails. Um, whew, we're running a little early, but that's probably good because yeah, I, have to uh, get my I need car. to go. They haven't called me yet to get my car and they close soon yeah. and it seems suspicious. That does seem suspicious. So. Particularly when uh, I thought this would take them like two minutes to rotate the tires but <laughs> so i'm gonna suss that Bro. out i guess now you're gonna not have a car all weekend right that would be a problem <laughs> anywho so i think we'll wrap things up here uh thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode and if you too want to get in on the juicy pre-show of the touch arcade show um consider becoming a patreon supporter at patreon.com forward slash touch arcade for just as little as a dollar a month Gosh, what a deal. And uh, you can also help us help us out by uh, doing your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. Uh, no extra cost for any of the crazy junk you'd be buying through Amazon anyway. That So uh, please consider doing that as well. And uh, we didn't get to any game, cl- game club shilling this week, but you can uh, help us out by signing up for a free trial of game club for iOS or Android using the banner on our front page. And really, you're doing yourself a favor by playing Game Club because it's so good and fun. Yeah, there you go. You like that? If you had a box, would you put that on the back of the box? It's You'd be like, Game good. Club, it's, it's good pretty, and fun. It's a quality Jared show. Jared Nelson. Quality show. Yeah, pretty quality show. <laughs> <laughs> with all that out of the way, thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya.